Hello and welcome to the Way Out Westy podcast. My name is Mike Leather and this is our little corner of the internet that's all about travel, aircraft VWs, technical advice and doing it in your camper. Yep, I know you do too, so let's get rolling. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Way Out Westy podcast. Uh, thank you everybody who has sent me some lovely comments, asked me loads of questions and given me lots of suggestions for future episodes. Um, it's really great to hear from you guys. Keep those coming. What I'll be going through today is a bit on what I've been up to uh, in the Way Out Westy workshop and also traveling up and down the country servicing vehicles. So let you know kind of what I've been up to, a bit of news. Uh, things like uh, subscribable newsletters and stuff like that. We're then going to go on the Q&A section, which we are going to have every single episode. So if you send me a question, uh, I will answer it either on the next episode as a short Q&A section, or I will turn it into an entire episode for you, depending on what you're asking. So do keep those questions coming. I'm then going to cover a few product suggestions. And then part of somebody's question um, I am going to do a full episode, so lucky, lucky you. Main part of the episode will be our top 10 camping equipment and gear, as well as van mods. So pretty awesome episode today, let's get rolling. So I hope you guys have had a good Easter. Uh, I myself did some pretty long hours on the lead up to Easter, uh, travelled quite a lot and spent many a late night at a workshop just so I could have a few days off. Uh, it's what self-employed is like, but I love it. I'm not complaining. So really, I just spent time with family, ate way too much chocolate and managed to get out in the camper because the, the weather was awesome in the UK, wasn't it? It was absolutely fantastic. So we managed to go up to Ashridge, which is not far from where I live. It's a sort of National Trust place. Coffee, ice cream, and a chill out with the camper. So that was uh, that was lovely. That was fantastic. Uh, love to see what you guys have been up to. I know there's uh, various things and shows, but it's good to see everybody getting out there in the sunshine. That was uh, that's pretty awesome to see. So other than that, I've been pretty damn busy this time of year. Everybody's getting their vehicles out. Everybody's wanted to, to get out there and enjoy some sunshine and. Unfortunately, that comes with a number of problems if they're just dragging them out from winter or their, their winter slumber and layup um, to get them kind of working as they should be and, and up and running. Good thing is uh, I've had I've seen a lot of people and had a lot of customers that have really preempted it and uh, had their engines serviced uh, ready for the new season, which is by far the best thing. It's a quick check over a full engine service and tune and you know you're going to be good to go. I've had a, a very long line of those over the last couple of weeks. I've had some full engine services for new customers. I've some full engine services for previous customers. I've had three new engines from the VW engine shop, which are guys I really recommend. They are now running. So I went out to see customers to do their first running service, which is a pretty vital one because it needs to be 500 miles, no more so that everything can be tuned up and fluid changed in the engine, basically because they run hot when they're new. So it's pretty important that everything is checked, the valves are checked, all the ignitions checked, 
uh, and of course your oil is changed. Other than that, I've done in the last two weeks three Weber ICT rebuilds and conversions for various customers. So I've been to quite a few places. I've been down to Swindon, I've been up to Coventry, I've been local around central London and St Albans. Quite a few places, quite a few mobile uh, mobile appointments, but I've also been local to, uh, to, to myself and had quite a few bookings into my workshop. So that's kind of slightly more in-depth things. I try to only do a, uh, a few extra bits and pieces as required, mainly Weber ICTs and carburetor rebuilds on top of engine servicing, that sort of thing. I don't tend to get too much more involved because um, that's that's not my speciality. I've also done a, a vehicle inspection for some awesome vehicles uh, owned by the Campervan Wedding Co. If you look them up on Instagram, it's just Campervan Wedding Co. Drew is absolutely fantastic. He runs such a good uh, business model. Um, he not only hires out two camper vans, he's got a, a beautiful early bug as well. He also does photo booths from the vehicles, uh, which are absolutely fantastic. Um, if you're looking for anybody to sort of hire as a wedding or a photo booth, I would highly recommend them. So get on Instagram, check them out. It's Camper Van Wedding Co. So news from myself, uh, two things. First of all, I have launched a newsletter. So it might be how you found me. Uh, might be how you found the podcast, but uh, I've launched a regular newsletter. If you want to uh, sign up to that to see what I'm up to, to get product suggestions, travel suggestions, and to be notified when the next, next podcast episode is out, um, do go on to my website, awayoutwesty.com, and navigate yourself to the newsletter. Uh, from there, you can sign up and see lots of awesomeness. Of course, you can opt out at any time. Also, a bit of news in case I haven't mentioned it already. We are trading at the Jess Campers Open Day, which is on the 7th till the 9th of June. So I believe Friday night camping, 8th is the uh, main trade day. And then you can camp over and chill on the 9th. Just an absolutely lovely weekend. Extremely chilled, very family orientated. Some great vendors, some great food obviously discount on parts, um, there is a open air cinema. It's just an awesome weekend, which is why I'm going. And I like Just Campers as a, as a company. They've got great customer services. They're really nice, genuine people, which is the kind of people I gravitate towards. So if you're going to be there, please come and say hello. Uh, I'd love to have a chat. I'd love to show you what we're up to. Um, I will be bringing along some uh, Way Out Westy products, including the Way Out Westy Road Trip Survival Guide. Um, as well as a, a few other bits and pieces and I'd be happy to talk you through what services I offer from engine services to Weber ICT conversions and of course one-to-one -one workshops so yeah do come and have a chat it'd be great to see you there as old school VW owners we know at some point we will break down now it's not to do with the fact that they're old or they're VWs it's the fact that they are vehicles and they have moving parts, so things can break. It's the same with any vehicle out there. Overcoming those breakdowns and getting going again, that's where you and the next person can be very different. A lot of people are more than happy to take an AA card. That's how they roll. I like to go very well prepared with the right tools and right spares so I can get going again no matter what. So what do you do if you break down? Yes, you can have a Haynes, Bentley or John Muir manual, fantastic, but don't always get straight to the point. So when you're on the side of the road or on a camping trip, 
you want to get going again and not waste the special time that you could be having on holiday or drinking beers next to the river. So Way Out Westy has brought out a new guide, a new book that basically helps you with that. So it's called the Way Out Westy Glovebox Survival Guide. Not only does it cover service intervals, it also covers what to do if the worst happens. Also covers what tools and what spares to take with you and why you should take them. Let's go to wayoutwesty.com forward slash shop. That's wayoutwesty.com forward slash shop for a digital download or a hard copy of your Way Out Westy Glovebox Survival Guide. Available worldwide. want to say thank you for the people that contacted me for uh, a bit of q a i asked on the last episode for anybody to suggest anything they wanted to be covered or ask any questions you've definitely done that my inbox in facebook instagram and email have just been jam-packed so that's fantastic keep them coming uh, what i'm going to plan to do is answer all of those questions uh, if they are fairly short and straightforward, I will ask them in a little Q&A section on every single episode. However, if it's a bit more in-depth, then what I will do is I will create a entire episode and dedicate an entire episode to your questions. So keep them coming and you'll get your stuff covered, I promise you that. Today, uh, I just wanted to read out a couple, um, just so you know what I'm going to sort of cover in the future, but also uh, the main episode is actually going to be one of the questions we got after today. So I had a comment on Instagram from solid underscore stripe and basically saying it would be really cool uh, for what you guys use during camping. Top 10 pieces of camping equipment, gear, best custom van mods you've done. Um, I always dig geeking out on the tech stuff. So I totally agree with you, solid underscore stripe. That's uh, that's totally, uh, totally what I'm into. I, I geek out on all that techie stuff too. That's what I'm going to be covering in today's main episode. Other thing, other questions I got, which I'll be covering in future episodes uh, as full episodes rather than just in the Q&A section, uh, one of which was from VW Bay Restoration on Insta. Check him out. He's awesome. I like the fact that you'll be helping people understand what can go wrong and if so, what parts to have to fix, plugs, points, lazy to see. Uh, not everyone has the knowledge. That's definitely a longer episode. I want to go through all of that, all the stuff that you need to take, all the stuff you need to carry with you and what to expect in terms of breakdowns and how to get over them. So that's definitely a full or even double episode, I reckon. Uh, I had a really uh, awesome message from Sam Smith on Facebook. Uh, he said, good afternoon. First up, love the podcast. Suggest maybe follow someone buying a bus. Choosing it, filtering through the dross on the web, discussing the legal such a difference between buying privately from a dealer and auction ETC, um, and then obviously where to look for rot and problems. So that's a really good idea, Sam. I'll definitely be uh, taking that up at some point, but I think, again, it's a full episode jobby, so stay tuned. Another Instagram comment I had from ClickOn61. Check him out. Love to hear more road trip adventures and camping experiences. Also enjoy anything technical, as I really enjoy enjoy reading your tech guides on your website as i'm still learning keep up the good work so very good point click on 61 everybody get on my website wayoutwesty.com and have a look at the tech section 
there are loads of articles I've written there covering loads of air cooled stuff um, that you might not be able to find elsewhere. It's a good little uh, good little portal for you if you want to check stuff out. But also going back to that, uh, my wife Andrea and I will be recording an episode where we will talk about our adventures. So specifically when we took our bus to America and Canada, just the adventures and camping experiences, uh, sort of the the top camping spots, the high and lows, uh, what happened to the bus, uh, good points, bad points, all of that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out for, uh, or keep an ear out, should I say, for that episode in the future. So product suggestions, what am I suggesting and what have I come across? So recently there's been a couple of things that I fitted for the first time for customers that I would highly suggest. Just Campers do a uh, exhaust system. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me post some images of it. It's worth noting at this point, I'm not in any way sponsored by Just Campers. I just totally did them as a company and like how they run things. And I, I like their product. So the exhaust. There are a number of options for exhaust out there. Uh, before the likes of Vintage Speed and Hausman came on, on the scene, there weren't that many sort of options on the shelf uh, to get yourself. So what it used to really be was you would go for a four into one header with a quiet pack or dual quiet pack or turbo trip, Mondo muffler, turbo muffler, those kind of things. Everything from raw steel through to stainless steel. And they were pretty good. Um, sort of a the, the merged header is sort of a matched match header where the the length of pipes are fairly uniform, so you get a better sort of flow exit on the on the exhaust there. But they were up and down in terms of quality. Bug pack used to be pretty good. EMPI used to be okay. That all went to shit basically, and they're really poor quality now. So I don't touch them. Then came a few others. There was a couple of companies offering some stainless steel versions um, for bigger motors. You had to cut the back box so that, and then rotate it and reweld it if, to fit on certain bumpers. And it just became a bit of a pain, really. Um, so people were making do with some poor quality stuff out there. But these days, it's kind of changed. Although I do love the 4 into one header and quiet pack, I still love, love those. There's not many options out there if you want quality. EMPI is just, just shocking. I wouldn't bother. So for a number of years, it's really been down to vintage speed i run a vintage speed exhaust on my uh 2110 on my bay window it's great you can buy it off the shelf there's a number of options there's been some varying issues with quality um i won't go too much into that but they are pretty good um i've had no issues with mine i've been running it for a couple of years now yeah they're quite high on the budget wise um it's a bit of a dent in the wallet but there's not really been many other options that are more budget friendly, to be honest. Um, and I think it's Mike Hausman that does um, some custom um, custom made exhausts that do. I've seen them. They fit really, really well. Um, they flow really, really well. They're stainless steel. They're handmade. Um, but obviously, there's a waiting time. Um, anything that's handmade like that, you, you can't just bath the shelf. So it's you need to speak to him to, to work out the waiting time. But they are worth the wait. Um, but obviously, people want things now, now, now. So if you do want something now or your exhaust is just gone, you need something, you want to upgrade it a little bit, what do you do? So I noticed on Just Campus website they had a stainless steel 4-in-1 manifold and stainless steel quiet pack exhaust. I thought, oh, great. 
I wonder if it's going to fit like the uh, the original ones or if it's going to be as bad as the MPI. So I took a gamble. The great thing I did like about it is it comes with all of the hardware. So you've got your air hoses, you've got the uh, exhaust fitting kit in there. Um, it's got everything you need. So I was like, okay, that's pretty good value if it fits. Then also it's got a lifetime guarantee. I was like, wow, okay, I've not seen that before. And then it fitted like a glove. I was literally blown away. On the vehicle that I was working on, which was a late bay for a customer, took the old exhaust off, um, cleaned up the area to put the new one on, and I was just amazed how it fitted. I, I could not believe that it just fitted like a glove. I hadn't had an exhaust like that for years. So on the Just Campers website, or if you give them a call, um, just take a look at the stainless steel single quiet pack. Um, it's it's just really good, I think, on the market. It's such good value. There's not really a, a, an equivalent, I don't think, that will give you the longevity and, and the quality and the fitment out there at the moment. There just, there just isn't, unless you want to pay quite a lot more money um, for either a custom system or, or a vintage speed. But each to their own. For a 1600 engine, I think that's fantastic. You just get an extra bit of free-flowing exhaust, gives you an extra bit of power um, without putting a massive hole in your wallet. So, uh, yeah, check it out. So on to this main part of the episode, what i like to cover is the top 10 pieces of equipment or gear and the best custom van mods um, that we've done. So thank you again, solid underscore stripe from Instagram. Uh, awesome question. Um, I do like geeking out on this stuff too. So top 10 pieces of equipment or gear. I have to say van life, number one pieces of equipment, the number one wet wipes. You cannot leave home without them. Not just if you've got kids, but they are absolutely invaluable. Um, whether you're sort of eating, cooking, getting drunk, whatever, you, uh, you, you need them in your life, trust me. Once you carry them, you'll just wonder how the heck you did without them. So number one, you have to take wet wipes. Last year, we were coming back from the south of France and it was pushing 40 degrees. We were sweating. Um, we made good use of them. Say no more. Say no more. Number two, collapsible washing up bowl. We basically have in an early bay, there is a little uh, double skin section in the roof that was designed for the uh, sliding sunroof. Um, most Westphalias had were originally designed for sliding sunroofs, but they left the aperture in where the sunroof would actually retract into when they converted them into Westies. So there is a little bit of a section that's about two inches deep, but obviously spans the whole length of the back of the van. Perfect for things such as collapsible washing up bowls. So they are just super handy to just get out of the way. You can then uh, I usually carry two, one to kind of keep dry stuff in or dirty stuff in, the other one obviously to use as clean. I also use it if I'm being really adventurous um, and using my AeroPress to make coffee. However, that brings me to the next one. Did you know that there are such things as coffee bags? Not tea bags, coffee bags. There is an awesome company called Raw Bean Proper Coffee and they They've, they've hit the nail on the head. They make really tasty coffee. You don't have to then take a grinder to grind coffee. Um, you, you don't have to kind of make mess with your AeroPress or wherever you want to make coffee. Um, you just literally use 
a, a bag as you would a tea bag and it's awesome coffee so highly recommend that if you like your coffee in the morning and you don't want to get a mess everywhere next up we have what's called a bus box or a bus pod in between our two front seats in our uh, in our camper basically that not only has uh two little drinks holders in it but it also stores all of our crap for when we're driving along just things like your wallet maps snacks all that kind of stuff it just gets it out of the way also then it's an additional seat so if you wanted to drag it outside or you want an extra person to come join you and sit in your bus if it's raining it's an extra little seat so absolutely invaluable i would definitely recommend one of those um company called mad mats check them out they sell some really good ones and they can even upholster a little cushion seat on top of it for you to match your interior so yeah definitely check that out number four when we kind of got our interior set up and we were doing some winter camping um early on in uh, the ownership of our bus we found that our feet got pretty damn cold um so when we were in the states we actually picked up um a really cheap rug that was perfect for for our camper van it's washable we put a little uh one of those kind of little mesh um rubber non-slip jobbies underneath the rug um and that means that we can just chill in the camper at night either barefooted or just with socks on and, and not get cold feet because the wooden floor we've got on there just tends to get a bit cold so that's a definitely definite must for us uh we do quite like that number five when you're thinking about um, cutlery and uh, cups and all that kind of stuff, um, it, it's we like to carry stuff that is the same as what we would use at home. We don't like to use small camping bits and pieces. We like to properly go through when we're, when we're cooking. So in terms of what we actually cook at, cook in and what we drink from, we use ceramic non-breakable plates and cups. So it's really the old school ones that you see um, that are white with the blue rim. Most people's parents or grandparents used to have them, but they are absolutely fantastic. You can't break them. Um, you're not going to get broken glass or anything like that. You can even put them on the hob and boil stuff in them. I know somebody that makes eggs in them in, in one of the cups. And it's, yeah, they're just a complete no brainer. So, yeah, definitely recommend one of them. Along those lines, if you do want to go something, uh, get something that uh, is uh, a bit more sort of upmarket as well, we do like to have the occasional glass of wine, um, especially if we're in a region of Europe where you know it'd be rude not to. But we don't really like drinking out of plastic glasses or from our, our ceramic mugs for, for our coffee. So we actually bought some wine glasses that don't have the stems. So they're little glass ones that don't have the stems. So they're like nice and neat and easily store away. And it's just nice to, to drink from glass sometimes. Next up, number seven, our gas system. So in our camper van, we have a dual hob and we have a Propax heater that runs off gas. What I want to mention here is the setup for delivery of gas, what bottles we use, because um, I, I think is one of the best sort of mods and best things that we, we currently use. In the US, we carried two very small uh, gas bottles that are smaller than the sort of 907s that we get over here. Um, not by much, but they fitted very well in our a little cupboard that we have in our late interior that was, that was originally meant for the spare wheel. Um, that's a Berlin interior, so it's behind the front seat. Basically, you can fit two 907 gas bottles in there. In the US, they're extremely cheap to top up. They're like $3 over here. Well, they're damn sight more expensive. 
the reason I carry two is if we're out about, we're going on a long trip and run, one runs out, we know that even if we're wild camping, I can swap over and carry on cooking. Um, I just need, to, I know that I need to top that one up. So we carry two. Uh, what I also want to mention here is I also carry a mini cylinder. Um, so uh, one of the disposable ones. The reason I carry it is specifically for uh, a different type of gas because the big gas bottles um, are butane and butane only is happy for five degrees and above. If you're winter camping and it goes below five degrees, A, you might not be able to cook, B, you might not be able to turn your heating system on if you've got one because butane does not like to be a gas when it's under five degrees. So the way to get around that is to use propane. Now the propane bottles available in the UK by Calagas are a bit big and they don't fit in most people's cupboards or under most people's rear seats. So you're a bit stuck when it comes to that. What I like to do is carry on using the butane cylinders which fit nicely in my bus. If it drops below five degrees or gets a bit cold, I carry a propane butane mix, um, a little um, disposable bottle and a different regulator. So basically all it does, I unplug the regulator from my main bottles, pop it off the, uh, the little flexible gas hose there and I pop on um, this little regulator with the gas bottle that is butane and propane mixed. That means that I can then have some some uh, some heating and I can uh, be cooking, especially if it's night and it gets cold. Um, and then once it warms up, I can switch back over. So if you want to check check that out, if you have a look on my Instagram, there is on Instagram TV um, a little guide on what you can use. So have a look there and you'll see what I'm going on about. So number eight was actually the coffee bags. So what I've mentioned earlier, get some of those well-being coffee bags. They are freaking awesome. Number nine, we have uh, original lights in our in our west, original interior lights, and we have converted them to LED bulbs, so they are uh, less power consuming. However, when we're lying down in bed and you're just getting comfortable you just want to drift off somebody has to get up and turn the main light off and it's not being funny a pain in the backside rather than mucking around with the original lighting what we decided to do was actually have a night light um so rather than actually wiring something new in what i produce um and is available on my website funny enough what i produce um in very small quantities is night lights made out of gin and whiskey bottles so basically i drill the glass um i put a, a little controller in there i put a little uh, battery pack um and lights inside the uh, actual glass bottle so they look pretty awesome with the leds but they're a great little thing to have on the side um that you can just switch on and off uh, whenever you want and they're not as in your face as some of the brighter lights so it's just a cool little thing that um my brother made for me a couple of years back and i just thought these are just amazing for camper vans so i started making them in, in small quantities and, and we use them when we go camping number 10 so really what i consider one of the best things in our camper is our sort of electronic system. So when I say that, I mean uh, our solar and fridge is the main two parts that, that just really are just totally awesome in our bus. So we have a 100 watt solar panel. 
which is on the pop-top roof, which uh, on an early bay hinges forwards. That is uh, stuck on as it's a flexi panel and the wiring goes through the original roof vent, um, which was for uh, the sink. It then goes down um, through above the headliner all the way over to the back, where it comes down by the cabinet on the back left-hand side into a solar controller. That solar controller then goes down straight to our leisure battery. Very, very simple um, and just basically keeps us all topped up and going. From that leisure battery, there is a, a split charge relay or a modern split charge relay, which is a voltage sensing relay. That relay um, connects the two batteries with very minimal fuss and very minimal wiring. It's much better than uh, the old school split charge relays. And when that leisure battery is topped up from the solar, if it's sitting outside on a nice sunny day, it will then open up and start charging our main battery, which is totally awesome. Um, the main reason, however, that I absolutely love it is that the leisure system is tied into our fridge. We have a Waco CR50 fridge, compressor fridge, which is on one hand very expensive. They're 500 odd quid these days. Um, I think there's a more modern version, which is a 60 or 65. Ours is a couple of years old now. But the best thing about it is the solar panel, even though it's 100 watt, will keep that fridge running continuously. Even if we had no other inputs or outputs, that solar panel keeps that fridge freezer running continuously. So yes, it's expensive, but man, it's worth every penny um, because cold beers, food, days off uh, days off grid while camping, you know for an entire show or weekend's camping, you don't even need to hook up. Your fridge is going to be good to go. So that is probably my number one favorite bit of kit. Um, and we, we could go for almost a week um just just with with food and stuff in our fridge um before we really need to think about stocking up or um starting up or even hooking up so yeah that's the uh that's the number one there for me i reckon best custom van mods other than things i've already mentioned um so moving on from the equipment and gear the best custom van mods yes the solar panel for sure um that's just as i said an awesome addition um changing the bulbs inside to led so they're uh they're, they're less wasteful on power the leisure system with the vsr other than that um our vehicle is is pretty stock um but the best mod i think we did the best mod that happened to ours um actually before we bought it was having the westphalia berlin interior just it's such a great interior maximize on space and storage um two things that are just awesome about it is when the bed pulls out which is original westy bed it then comes up to the same height as the uh side cupboards which are top opening so you get extra leg room when you're asleep and the rear cupboard is actually over the spare wheel well so you get a full uh full depth uh full depth cupboard for sort of hanging clothes so those that yeah, so that interior is just just pretty cool. We also added a buddy seat from Rusty Lee and recovered that um, behind the passenger seat on the right hand side. Um, ours, be, ours being uh, left hand drive. So that's uh, that's one of my favourite mods too. Not getting too technical into engine mods or anything like that. Uh, more in terms of camping and chilling. One mod I did do uh, was a stereo system. So I'm not big on stereo systems. Um, I do like my music and I do like my podcasts. Um, so what we ended up doing was I actually put a Bluetooth amplifier hidden away 
um, and it is from a company called Lanzar Heritage. And what it does is it connects to your phone, so you can play Spotify or you can play your favorite podcast, whatever, and and it links straight to the amplifier. The amplifier then emits a signal out to the speakers that were already fitted, um, just two 6x9s in our door cards. So rather than having a modern-looking stereo or one that is obviously stillable on show, um, we've just got a hidden amp. Um, and it's and it's great. Uh, I love the fact that the dash just retains its original look, and you can't even tell that it's uh, it's going on. So that is uh, another mod that we uh, we do quite enjoy. So that is uh, episode two done. Uh, again, thank you so much for everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for everybody that contacts me, um, sending me suggestions and asking me questions. Keep those coming. Um, as always, send them to either wayoutwestymike at gmail or you can send me a message uh, on Instagram, Way Out Westy, or Facebook, Way Out Westy. I'd love to hear from you. And as I said before, please do subscribe to this if you want to know when the uh, the next episode is coming out. And also, if you want to see uh, more live updates on what I'm up to on Way Out Westy, including shows I'm going to, technical guides, travel guides, that sort of stuff, um, do sign up to our newsletter. You can find that on wayoutwesty.com. Coming up in future episodes, um, I will be finally uh, getting my wife, Andrea, uh, in here to record one. Uh, We're going to cover our uh, USA and Canadian trip. Um, She's going to ask me lots of questions, I'm sure, and I'm going to ask her lots of uh, questions as well. Um, Obviously, you know, we do have slightly different uh, views of the trip. I'm kind of quite happy to to rough it in camper vans and get down and dirty with the oil change and all the rest of it. But obviously, uh, you know, my wife sees things uh, a little bit differently. So I think it would be a, a valuable episode to kind of see our both our points of view and what we got out of it and what we found easy and hard. So thank you again, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy any shows or trips that you've got coming up. Um, if you do spot um, our, our bus, Rocky, or you see us at the show, do come and say hello. I look forward to seeing you. Happy adventures. Yes.